Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. And we have, we have our first ever guest, as promised. We have the golden feather here, Chibri and Vertec, with us. Hello, hello. hello. How are you? So we're, we're, it's a pleasure and honor to have you guys again. We're your first ever guest. We had the opportunity to come on to your show, your Twitch show, uh, The Golden Feather. I think, of, what was it now? Maybe a month ish it was it was some time ago it was some time ago time is yeah time's working really funny in my mind here lately like sometimes a week will go by and i don't realize it and uh sometimes two weeks will go by and it'll feel like you know a month yeah the older i get the worst my ability to track time is for sure um i feel like especially this past year has made it even more difficult because Basically, uh, your life is on loop, so to say. Uh, but guys, yes, uh, tell us a little bit about your show, The Golden Feather, and, and uh, what kind of content you guys put out. All right. Uh, well, we are The Golden Feather. We are a podcast that likes to interview other content creators, be it video podcasters, um, audio makers, be it music or, or just maybe an audio podcast, as well as artists and pretty much any type of content that covers Ashes of Creation, we're interested in who you guys are. Uh, but we initially met in 2017 when we backed Ashes of Creation, and we are both a part of the Alpha One playtesting uh, group. So we've been able to enjoy the interesting experiences. But yeah, aside from that, we live stream every Friday around 7 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you know, we try to keep it about an hour, but <laughs> lately it seems to be going like two hours. One night, I think it went three. It, mm. it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we just, we, we get a little lost in conversation and we just don't have anything else to do that night. And we just completely forget to look at the time at all. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I. You guys put on an awesome show again, guys. If you haven't checked out their show already, it is the Golden Feather. That's what your Twitch, your Twitch stream's name is, right? Too, it goes by the Golden yeah. Feather. So if you search Golden yeah. Feather on Twitch, you should be able to find them. Uh, again, it's more specific, like the underscore Golden underscore Feather. Okay. I tried removing the underscores one time, and they're like, "Sorry, of course we, not. we yeah. can't do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaven Honestly, forbid, right? If you look anywhere and you see a black background with literally a golden feather on it. That's us. Okay. Perfect. I haven't seen anybody else actually do that. So there you go. Perfect. But, well, yeah, I took a look real quick and then, yeah, it was, it was two months ago. Two months. Two months. Oh, oh my gosh. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. Time flies so fast. It's, uh, and it's been insane. Uh, really it has, but nonetheless, we are happy to have you guys on. Uh, we appreciate it. We got a lot to talk about tonight, so it's good to have some extra opinions and, and views on this stuff. I think a lot has happened in the past. We do this show uh, bi-weekly, so a lot has happened since our last episode. Maybe you guys have probably already talked about some of these topics, so you'll be uh, thoroughly informed uh, on uh, the stuff we're going to talk about tonight. So first and foremost, uh, we wanted to mention that Jeffrey Bard uh, left, left the Ashes of Creation team. Uh, he is living to pursue interest in the VR space. It has been his dream, which I think is cool, uh, to, to have the opportunity to work on a project like that. So he is going to, uh, pursue his dreams. And, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Jeffrey. I know he's been the guy or one of the guys on the, on the live streams. Um, so, you know, it is sad to see him go, but, uh, just like, you know, um, 
you know, the Ashes uh, project is Steven's dream. It's cool to see Jeffrey uh, get an opportunity or Jeff. I don't know why I keep saying Jeffrey. I don't think he I don't think he goes by his full name uh, at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see him that he had the opportunity, but it is sad to see him leave. Yeah. Yeah, who about, wants to take this one first? I was gonna say that's oh, about man. my mindset as well. Like it was great seeing him on board and like just the, the ideas he would come up with. His, his eyes would light up just about the same way that Stevens did every single time. But yeah, I think you see his name listed as Jeff in a bunch of places, even his own user profiles in different places. But Steven and Maggie always introduce him as Jeffrey. Which is why it just sticks in my mind. It's Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I want. I wonder if it's a a, a subtle poke to Jeffrey yeah. uh, or Jeff, <laughs> whenever they call him Jeffrey. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it will be sad. I mean, you know, here's the thing: is uh, I think it, you know, as the lead game designer, it's a big uh, position to fill. Uh, so it'll be exciting and interesting both to see who they go with or, or what direction they go to in that, um, because, you know, Ashes of Creation has made, uh, you know, a name for themselves at this point as an ambitious project in the MMO space. So hopefully, you know, that will draw a lot of attention and maybe they can get, uh, somebody that we're already familiar with as MMO fans. Yeah, I agree too. No idea who that's going to be, but, you know, fingers crossed there. They're pretty big shoes to fill, you know. Um, I was just going to say exactly that, some big shoes to fill. Yeah, Stephen had said that Jeffrey Bard or Jeff had brought a lot of his vision to life while he was with Intrepid. And while I understand that a lot of people are worried and are seeing this as red flags, for me in the software industry, it's it's very common to jump from company to company. And spending five, ten years is a major, I guess, achievement to say, uh, for just sticking around for that long. So I don't think it's a horrible thing in terms of ashes. I don't think ashes is going to like burn or anything like that. I think it's just, he left to go chase his dream and hopefully the next person can help Steven with the next step of, you know, achieving his view. You know, and, and yeah. it, it, that's a good point. You know, it's it's interesting because I had when they said five years, it was kind of mind blowing that Ashes of Creation has even been a thing for that long. Really, uh, you know, <laughs> and and not only that, but you know, he's been there uh, as the lead developer. So you know, again, it's it's not like he's leaving for you know just to get out of there. I, I really do think he has this passion for. For VR that he's stated and he's just pursuing that and uh you know again kind of sad to see him go especially with all his involvement like as a as a personality on the the dev streams but uh you know it is cool he you know EverQuest 2 I played a lot of EverQuest 2 I'm sure I got to experience well, unknowingly got to experience uh some of his content in that game and then obviously even when when ashes of creation launches i think we'll we'll still have the opportunity to see some of the stuff that jeff worked on so yeah i think so i'm a big fan of jeff's too man it, it is hard to see him leave for sure uh I, I think that ashes is such an ambitious project though i do think that they'll pull in some kind of developer that's got mm -hmm. a big resume somebody that, or, or somebody that's potentially trying to prove themselves they'll pull in some talent for sure and i think in terms of the game i think it might delay things a little bit because anytime some developer comes in that's trying to follow up somebody else's work in any profession there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there and everybody does things their own way so you have to get things kind of 
transitioned over into their method of doing things, I would imagine. I don't know how it works in the developer world because I'm not a developer, but but I know from the accounting world, that's exactly how it is. And I would imagine it's it's kind of similar in just about anything you do. But but it does, it does a little bit for me throw up a couple of red flags. I'm not buying into the hype or the or the crazy drama or anything of that nature or trying to read into it in, in any way. But it's like, you know, you, you're leaving right before the alpha. It is kind of suspicious. I see where people are are uh, kind of kind of a little worried and kind of a little thrown off from it. But but uh, I know you know you guys can't show visually the NDA, but I know you guys have been in the game. So what you've seen so far, uh, you know, we talked a little bit before the before the podcast, and it seems to be going well. Seems to be going smooth. So I don't I don't know that there's any real reason to worry. And and right now I think all we can do is take that statement at face value and say that, well, he does have a passion for VR. That's why he's leaving. And I think we just take it at that and move on. And if something crazy did happen, it'll probably come out later on down the road. And at that point, it's not going to matter anyway. So just hope the best for ashes and and move on. That's all we can do. You know, I agree. I kind of have the idea that uh, Jeffrey, would have not left if he didn't feel like ashes was in a good state for him to exit. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed very passionate about the project for sure. Yeah. Just saying there was somebody with a really stacked resume sitting on the sidelines going, you know, I'd like to get involved with that ashes project, but there's no way they could pay me enough in any of these other, other positions. And then Jeff put in his resignation or what have you, Stephen put out that announcement and they said, all right, Let's blow the dust off of this resume and submit this thing today. Today. Well, a lot of people are leaving Blizzard, so maybe they'll pull in a Blizzard dev of some uh, name uh, that we're familiar with because uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, have jumped ship over there. Um, So who knows? We might get to. We might have someone fill the shoes that uh, we're familiar with, and I look forward to to hearing that announcement. Uh, Speaking of. Filling shoes. Uh, we got the May developer update, and when we got to see, uh, I believe his name is pronounced Kevin McPherson. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Anybody correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah, uh, yeah. They always right. call him Mr. McP. Mr. McP. I like that. Very <laughs> easy to pronounce. Yeah, he he joined us on the live stream. I enjoyed him. It was cool. Uh, very uh, sarcastic, uh, flat demeanor that I can definitely relate to. <laughs> And, 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 you know, it, it's good to see, you know, the, from the development side of things, he was very confident in their work. And, and, and I love when, when, you know, when you're having a problem, it's nice to hear someone very confident what the problem is and that he already has the solution. So a lot of the performance issues and everything like that, he had already kind of explained during the, the live stream, what was happening. And, and overall, I think we're going to talk a little bit about this sooner or later in the podcast. Uh, the performance from the, the footage in the May developer update looked very impressive. So uh, it was good to see him and, and obviously, uh, you know, his name and face tied to the live stream. And, and uh, so, you know, they found someone to fill in temporarily for Jeff and it seemed to work out pretty well. I love that guy, man. He, he cracked me up. I I, I thought he was in it. It was funny. I liked him being on there. It was enjoyable. Yeah, he had some good uh, semi-dry humor and then very yeah. dry humor also. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like you said, there's there's a lot to uh, a lot to be said about someone who just in a very calm, nonchalant way, like yeah, yeah. So that's the the thing that's going on with the whatever. 
and what we're going to be doing is blah 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 and the the what's it the who's it and that's gonna that's gonna probably get rid of that but you know we'll test it out and we'll try this other thing too so whatever like they already already knows already thought about it ten thousand times already have an angle of attack just mm -hmm. chilling totally confident what's what's happening yes. it's very reassuring yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if they said if he'll you know they're continuing to bring on different people from the team each each live you know obviously until they probably replace uh, Jeff. Uh, but uh, it was good to see him on. Hopefully we'll get to see him again on the on the live stream. So first and foremost, uh, the the first I think big announcement was the Intrepid team should be in the new studio. Uh, by June, uh, mid-June, I believe they specified. And me and Bordy have talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, so it's good to kind of hear your guys' perspective. What do you guys think this means uh, for the production and, and the team of, of uh, Intrepid to kind of finally get into a space that they can all work together again and, and, and you know, uh, be face-to-face -face and, and, and make transitions and decisions in person? Uh, well, speaking from somebody's point of view who has a software background and um, my job seems to run a little smoother when we're, we're in the office, I would imagine that it would be a lot easier for them to grab uh, bugs and stuff like that from the testing. And they're all going to be in one space. So some somebody can walk over from one space to the next and say, hey, we need to fix this right now. We need to get on this. This is a, a thing I'm seeing uh, trending upwards for everyone that's involved, such as the rubber banding that initially happened in the playtest. And I think that not only will it raise morale because you can see your coworkers again, um, but I know a lot of people talked about really, really missing seeing Intrepid just bring on random people like Bacon and just having like, I don't know if you guys have followed since the beginning, but at least in like 2017, 2018, they had that seated area where like you could see everybody working behind them. And then I think it was around 2019, they moved to like a room where they were doing all of their streaming. But it was just really cool just to see people working in their environment. They used to do little videos of them on Snapchat all working like, oh, what are you working on? What are you working on? Mm -hmm. So I feel like not only will it raise morale, but it'll also increase productivity in terms of quickly moving between this group and that group from QA to engineering. Hey, this, there's a spike in this. Okay, cool. We're on it. And, um, I think especially having all of that set up before the July test, it'll make them be able to probably react a lot quicker on the fly versus right now. It seems to be evenings for us, at least in probably middle early afternoon for them. But with it being up, I believe, 24-7 in July, I think that'll allow them a lot more time to catch things. Yeah, I agree. The the, the in-person uh, uh, thing will be crucial for the alpha testing, especially since they plan on having the server up uh, for a lot. But one thing I'll miss is, is Steven being able to flex on the, the different locations in his mansion every live stream. <laughs> he, he seems to change right. his, his right. Uh, background and, you know. Uh, the uh, extravagant um, furniture and everything he's got in his house, which is dope. Uh, what do you th what do you think, Vertec? Uh, you think this is a, a first step in in a quicker or more uh, thought out development process? Now that we're gonna get to see the team finally back in the studio, I'm gonna go on a great length and say 
I agree with Chippy. All right, well, great. That's but, uh, great. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be uh, a, a good thing. Uh, it's nice to to see the production increase that people just do get when they are allowed to just work in their own little bubble and get things done, and they can you know go off and have a lunch or dinner or whatever, and then later on in the evening go, oh, there's that thing I wanted to work on, and pop back onto their computer and do something real quick, and cool, I got something else done for the day. But at the same time, nothing really beats in, in a collaborative environment like that, being able to lean over a little wall, like cubicle wall and be like, hey, so here's the thing we're working on, right? Come over here real quick and look at this. And just it's it's done there. You just you just fixed like 20 minutes worth of back and forth and trying to send things. And did you get that? No. OK, well, here, let me screen share. OK, yeah. E emails and team or Discord or Zoom meetings or whatever they use. Yeah, I. That can give, be very tedious, especially like you said, you have, it's requiring ongoing communication through a process. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing the new office, the new studio, and obviously the team back in there. And I do think it's going to be a big thing for the development for, uh, process for sure. Uh, so uh, we obviously with every uh, May develop or every update or developer update, we get to see some footage from the game. And this this was. Uh, pretty cool to see you know uh first we'll we'll talk about uh the the frost dragon fight we'd seen this fight before obviously uh but it was kind of cool to see them go back through it again and and uh and you know see the mechanics of the frost dragon but i think the more important part uh, of the footage was the siege footage now this is something i think mmos have been trying to do for the past 10 years is get like you know more than like 20 people in an area at one time casting their spells and the, the server not like, you know, going down to like five frames per second. But, you know, overall, I thought the, the siege footage was really, you know, really cool to watch just simply because the performance was at a pretty decent level for an alpha. Yeah, I would agree, man. The, I, what blew me away the most, I think, is the scale of the of the castle and and the like. Every time I see stuff in Ashes of Creation, I see how big things are and just the scale of things, and then like the the ballistas and the catapults they were down there fighting, and then just the design and layout. I think it was awesome to me, man. I loved it. I, I enjoyed watching it very much, and it seemed to run smooth. It was it was very encouraging. It was a fun thing to watch. Did you notice in the video how they were using like every square inch of the castle? It wasn't like there's just yeah. this big thing and lots of walls and then there's dead space and then you fight in this other thing up here. Like when Steven was running around and flying around, there was like the throne room way up above and then it let out like to the sides and the front to another area. And then there was like an under the castle that crawled forward and backward underneath there. And it was they're using all the space in the castle. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah, that which is which is important too. Whenever you have such a big space like that, it's like oftentimes you see games will have this big space, and then you're right, there'll be some unused part of it or something. And that's it's really cool. It's like very strategically laid out. I, I loved it, man. I thought it was really really neat. I thought it was cool at the very end when when they were starting to bust down the siege wall in the throne room. I thought that was a pretty going to be an epic moment yeah. for your defending team and knowing that the enemy's out there busting down the final door to take over the the throne. I, I, I really hope that they can nail the large scale PVP because I don't, I, I really, I feel comfortable saying it's never really be, been done that well. You know what I mean? I think there's always been some performance issues that kind of takes the fun out of, of the large scale PVP scene in, in most games. Uh, so hopefully they'll, they'll get it done. Chibi, Chibi Bree. Did you, did you have an, I know you guys, well, no, you, you can say, you guys can say, have you guys had an opportunity to test the siege 
uh, mechanics yet in the alpha? So I tested the Castle Siege way back when, when they were just testing Castle Siege. Um, but Vertec got a chance to kind of test the most recent Castle Siege. Um, so a lot of what you guys saw is pretty much what I saw, but like way better. <laughs> yeah, she was able to test it like a year and a half ago or something silly like that. Like back when they were first talking about making it uh, go live after uh, Apocalypse, it was going to be Apocalypse and then Castle Siege. And then, yeah. you know, they're going to they're going to be doing some other stuff before Alpha One. But then they decided, you know what, after the after the one day of testing Castle Siege that I missed and I was just nonchalant, like, eh, I'll catch it like next <laughs> week when they open it up again and we can test that. That's cool. No, that's the week they decided, you know what, everybody wants to see Alpha One more than they want to see Castle Siege. So let's put that on the back burner. I think that was a good move oh, for man. them, for sure. Yeah, it was, actually, it was. I mean, at the time, I was like, man, I should have totally made the time because I could have, like, shifted my schedule, but I didn't find it, like, it wasn't pressing enough. I was like, I can get, I can, I can help test next week or something. It's just the first day they're opening it up, so there'll be plenty of other days where they need stuff tested. Ver Vertex just hiding the fact <laughs> that he was one of the guys in the live stream beating down Steven and his... You know, 40,000 hit points. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, like I got in there for the, for the, there was, there was a big testing sprint of like a handful of hours before that. But, um, unfortunately they wanted to tone it down to a very small number of people like 50 mm -hmm. on 50 because originally we when we were actually testing it, it was uh, like a 150 versus 150. It was a lot of people there. But it's really hard to uh, wrangle cats, especially yeah. when there's so many of them running around wanting <laughs> to test everything and push all the buttons. So they wanted to narrow it down to a smaller group of people who'd be able to just kind of be organized in the chaos. And so they ended up choosing out uh, 50, 50 people on each side from guilds that had enough people online at that time to actually you know, kind of fill those ranks, so to say. Well, it That's, looked uh... epic for sure. Sorry, oh, yeah. oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say, plus from what I got to see of him testing the alpha, um, it was a frozen screen for a little while there. <laughs> yeah, for, for me specifically, it was kind of torture because we went to run in, like it was working fine. But see, I have, a, I, have an, I have an old and kind of meh graphics card. And see, I didn't change any graphics settings from the maximum. So when we all jumped in 300 people to one small confined area and everyone was running around and grabbing siege weapons and blowing stuff up, my, my graphics card decided it wanted to, to just fall over not. and play dead. <laughs> so I'm listening in Discord to everyone talking about these strategies they're pulling off. Let's go over here. Let's go over there. Let's get this. Let's get that. And my screen sitting there just, nope. Oh, not man. doing anything. Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like they're having a blast, though. <laughs> There's nothing worse than computer issues, especially when when you're gaming and there's something exciting going on, and then all of a sudden you're you're getting forced closed, or like you said, your your graphics card decides oh, not to work. Yeah, and I got back to it and I was able to run through some of it, and and my computer stopped acting up, but it just acted up at the very very beginning, which was the fun part because I heard them taking down the fire dragon. I heard them fighting the fire dragon and taking him down. So I, I fire dragon started doing crazy stuff to help out. It was it was bananas. So I love the idea. I love the way they set up the stream because, you know, they were going off to try to get the buff from the frost dragon before the siege happened. 
and and the other team, you know, that threat of them sneaking in when they're out trying to to down the raid boss when he's like up, you know. I, I love that open world feel that the games like Ashes of Creation can bring to the table that you know, you're always at, at risk. No matter what you're doing, there's always some sort of, uh, you know, threat uh, lurking with the other team kind of, uh, you know, uh, being able to seize your tower when you're out uh, fighting a raid boss or something. So I like that mm -hmm. they set that, uh, the live stream up in that scenario because uh, it is definitely something that, you know, I think brings out the best in those open world games is, is having the conflict of, you know, um, trying to get, things done and progress in the in a uh you know pve setting but then still have that pvp threat looming yeah yeah and then the thing that i don't think i've heard anybody else really talking about then again i haven't listened to obviously because i'm only one person i haven't listened to everything every podcast out there but uh when they beat the fire dragon the red one that you said you saw them fight before in a previous uh video on the live stream mm -hmm. They beat that one and it started sending out like flaming dragon clones to go help attack the castle. Really? That was the buff that they got from defeating that red dragon. <laughs> That's it was That's just giant yeah. red flaming clones of the dragon walking in. And I just heard Steven going, don't mind the dragons, run past them. They're our friends. Charge. <laughs> 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 and I, I thought that was part of the attack where like the dragon called mirror images of itself to attack you. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So that's crazy that, that, you know, those sort of things uh, can happen almost like in a MOBA style, you know, you go kill a boss and, and get some sort of buff or, or, uh, you know, um, help with a mob or monster coming to your aid if if you kill it in a certain time frame. I like I like that mechanic. Uh but we'll see we'll see how it plays out because I think the the alpha is meant to be uh you know everything's kind of close together, right? Because it's only a fourth of the map. So it'll be interesting to see uh the different world bosses and everything they have in at launch with all the different nodes and stuff. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put the disclaimer out there that you know I may I was a little bit distracted putting in bug reports and everything, so maybe the, it's possible that they just attacked the dragon and ran away, and the dragon was attacking uh, alongside them with the little fire clones. But see, Vertek is a good sure. alpha tester. He, he he's actually putting in <laughs> bug reports. Yeah. He's not spamming general say. chat with like you know this game is <laughs> this game's performance is bad or <laughs> whatever alpha I'll testers that, do. Uh, I took Steven at his word that those dragons were our friends and it's here to help us. And <laughs> yeah. that, that meant that they actually defeated the dragon when they were trying to fight it. But we did hear Steven likes to troll people about dangerous situations. So yeah, <laughs> for all we know, uh, why he buffed his hit points to 40,000, he all maybe also spawned in some fire dragons to help out the, the it's quite possible. He, it's he quite possible. He's not going down. Oh he's gosh. not going down on another uh, live stream again. <laughs> I just, I just imagine Stephen being like, "Oh, don't mind the dragons. Don't mind the quick get in the bunker. Quick get in the bunker." <laughs> See, not are you. Are you guys Game of Thrones fans, or did you watch the Game of Thrones? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I just imagine like eventually when this game comes out, dude, it's just. It, it's fun for me to think like, you know, they, they have the, you know, the, some of the flying mounts, it's going to be cool to see like a mayor or a general of a big army fly in on one of those dragon flying mounts and, and start attacking the, you know, the back lines or whatever. And, and watching these epic battles, I really, really hope that they can pull these off oh, at man. a large scale, uh, because I, I think some of those moments you never forget in MMOs, those big, you know, 
sieges or, or you know attacks on uh, other people's territory I, I think there's a lot of special moments that that are still to be lived out in in the mmo genre because you know everybody has kind of failed in the performance department so oh yeah oh yeah and and since you mentioned game of thrones i see it playing out exactly like those scenes with the dragons flying in and like torching the ground because steven yeah. said that <laughs> even the flying mounts are going to have special battlefield uh -huh. abilities so mm. No, it's gonna be. That could be epic, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I, I can't wait to see more. And obviously, you know, you, the alpha is gonna be uh, uh, obviously dropping the visual NDA as well. So it'll be cool to see people streaming it on Twitch and 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 seeing all the things as they kind of progress towards that. I know that they've kind of pushed back everything a little bit, but it, it'll be very interesting when when uh, there's people that actually get to play it on a regular basis every day on Twitch. It'll be cool to see. Uh, the progress yeah. they're making on a day-to-day -day basis for sure. Uh, so one of the things uh, that we'll sum up real quick at the, that was, uh, was in the uh, May developer update was uh, the split body animation versus full body animation. This is kind of a confusing concept. I had, a little, I had to like watch it a couple times before I realized what Steven was talking about. But I guess you, you, what they're, what they're um, insinuating is that you know, prior to, or I guess during the apocalypse, uh, battle Royale, they had the animation split to where, you know, not, you could technically change your cone of vision or your attack cone while you're performing an ability, uh, you know, able to stray for, or turn. Um, and so I guess, and this is to my understanding, you guys could probably correct me if I'm wrong because you, you guys are actually in the testing too. So in the in the most recent test, they've had it to where you're basically your animation lock. So once you start moving or doing a an ability, you will be pushed forward in whatever direction you're using the ability. And so they're looking at at, at the contrast between those two things, the apocalypse combat and the current combat in the the MMO. So I think it's an interesting topic, uh, one to think about, uh, especially as a um, you know, it's kind of introduced as a question to the community. What is your guys's preference on on the combat? as far as, you know, having more of a, uh, you know, animation lock once you start the ability or having the ability to, to, I guess, further progress on the action side of combat and, and allowing you to kind of move your cone of vision, whether you're attacking or not. You first. Oh, uh, I don't really know, honestly. I haven't really paid too much attention to that. Um, I think that's a change that happened in the last test that Vertec was a part of, not me. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say something along the lines of, I heal, I don't really attack stuff. <laughs> I don't kick <laughs> things. But, um, I mean, that's not true in Ashes. You have to attack to heal. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But uh, I don't know. I... Um, I, I know the direction that they were going with. I mean, Steven even said he, they were trying to add weight to everything. So they would right. lock you in the animation and make you like move forward while you're attacking and all. But I, I think it should be more free form really, especially in an action game, like an action combat game. You need to be able to move when you want and how you want. And I think it's a good move separating the feet from the upper body. But I also think that, it shouldn't be uh, restrictive as far as locking you into moving in any direction, no matter what. Because I think Steven said, what, if you start attacking first, then you're locked into moving forward. Right, right. But if you're already moving, then you can keep moving while you attack. But 
it shouldn't it should lock you into doing the attacks sure i can see that but you should be able to move yourself around every which way like maybe make it more difficult too but it shouldn't lock you in like as soon as you start swinging you have to keep facing this direction for the full entire swing or two yeah and it makes it difficult especially if your target is mobile then it you know it makes it even more difficult to be on the offense i think especially in like a pvp setting yeah, that's yeah, where I was gonna pipe in. Yeah, exactly, especially in PvP. Yeah, and I know at one point it was uh it was kind of getting to me to the point where I was getting a little frustrated by it, but uh the animation lock was a little too extreme. I think it may have been because of the weapon I was using. I think I was trying to halberd or something at the time. But uh when you attacked, it would actually move you forward no matter what. Even if you were your face was right up against an enemy you would kind of push around the enemy. So you'd have to keep making sure you're faced exactly perfectly on whatever you're attacking or else you'd swipe and go right past it uh. after like an attack. But it would push you forward as you're swinging the weapon and it was it was a little excessive. Yeah, it would make it hard, especially to stay in front of your, your target. Like you're saying, you, if you have to turn around or do a 180 every time you attack just because you push through your target, then that could be a, a bit troublesome, especially for the fluidity of combat. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bordy, you have anything to say about the the combat? I know you you uh, hate the animations. We've already determined that. I'm I'm post. I don't hate the animations, <laughs> man. I don't I hate the animations. All right. I I don't know, man. You I mean, you know, I'm a big action combat guy. So all the restrictive movements and all that, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of tab targeting. I I I personally really enjoyed the apocalypse combat. It was very action oriented. Yeah. Uh, playing that, and so. I was hoping that was the direction that the combat was going to be in the MMO. I thought, I really thought that's where we were headed. And I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. It seems like they're still testing a bunch of stuff, but I'm not, I'm not really too, uh, too pro like locking you into place for these animations, man. I like free, fl free flowing, more action oriented combat. So I hope that's the, that's the direction they go. I still don't fully understand the split body, full body animation stuff. I'm not real sure I follow exactly how that's supposed to work, but I do like more action oriented than kind of locked into place, pushing you forward and all that stuff. I like to be able to move during combat and, and uh, have, have some free flowing action combat, man. That's more my preference for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, here's the thing in the end, I, I trust, uh, the ashes, uh, team to kind of collect data throughout the alpha and, and moving into alpha two and, and all the pre, uh, you know, the, uh, following tests and, and gather information to kind of get titrate combat to a place that we're all, uh, you know, we're all, um, happy with, because I, I think, you know, one of the things about being as transparent as they are with the testing and, and with all the changes that they're making in the game, uh, they're going to have a lot of feedback to kind of, uh, you know, move combat forward in the right direction. So I, I have faith that, that uh, you know, over time as the alpha continues and they get more and more data, they'll continue to perfect uh, combat in game. Well, and it's such a big topic, right? Like, I mean, anytime you're talking about combat, you got to nail it. You got to nail the combat, especially for an MMO, the scale of Ashes of Creation. If they don't nail the combat, it's going to be, it's not going to be good for the game. So I think they know that. And they'll, I think they'll get it right, man. Yeah. Also, uh, I've been kind of of the mind since the whole Alpha 1 started that you can give feedback even if you aren't physically a part of the alpha one testing from what yeah. you're seeing if if it looks clunky or if it looks slow or if it, it doesn't look as solid or fluid as you should or you think it should um definitely give that feedback because 
somebody like me who's not PVP player, I'm not going to really care or notice that much. I'm going to notice, am I hitting this or not? Do I have to keep hitting Q in order to attack or can I just hold it once? Um, things like that that are more towards my play style of how I play versus how the character swings things, you know? Mm -hmm. So between that and uh, community feedback in general, I feel like Intrepid is really trying to listen and really trying to figure out how to make this as best of a combat system as I can. Um, for example, one person said just by watching the video, I think it was Kira, Kira Cosmo had said that she felt like the animation when you get knocked down made it feel like you were knocked down forever because you just kept getting knocked down and you couldn't get up or get away from it. So something like that, even from a outsider's point of view, is something that she was able to pick up on. And it's still feedback that I think Intrepid needs. Well, Stephen laid on his back for the better part of the <laughs> the combat. At the, so, uh, you know, the stun locking might Pretty be much. out of control right now. Yeah, for sure. Stun lock it's, OP. Needs a little bit of... A little bit of diminishing returns in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm. I I am waiting for the. Fa I know, like the community is basically bullying Steven into rolling a tank, because every live stream so far he's <laughs> he's been like just crushed by tanks. So you know, eventually I, I could see Steven, you know, saying, you know, I can't beat him, join him, and and he's gonna he's gonna roll a tank so he can do the CCing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't beat him, join him. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's right. Well, guys, uh, it's been a good episode. I I'm so happy uh, to have had you guys on. It's good to, to return the favor. We uh, had a lot of fun on your guys' podcast. And, uh, again, it was great having you guys as our first ever guest. It took us 26 episodes to finally have guests on. And 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 it was a pleasure having you guys as our first guest. So uh, why don't before we head out of here, why don't you plug anything you want uh tell people where they can find you on all the social media platforms and and of course your twitch and everything like that one more time all right all right so in some way shape or form you'll find us everywhere as the golden feather unfortunately all the platforms are a little different in how they like their usernames so mm -hmm. on twitch it's the underscore golden underscore feather on twitter it's uh what the golden feather minus an e at the end so it's feather okay <laughs> but uh those are those are probably the two most active places we're at we are also on um we're on youtube we are ah, those of us who know us will know that we've been playing catch up we are almost caught up we're almost caught up we have a handful more episodes to get uploaded and that's it um we are also the golden feather there if you just type in ashes of creation the golden feather you'll find us for sure um either way we appreciate you having us on. We loved having you on our show, and we are so honored you have us uh, on yours for your first ever guest appearance. Yes, and yeah, uh, I agree. We will have everything of your guys's down below in the comment section on YouTube for sure, uh, as well as on the podcast description. So uh, you know, you should definitely go check these guys out. They've been part of the Ashes of Community, uh, Ashes of Creation community for a long, long time, and and they put on a great Twitch show. So if you're if you are a Twitch watcher, you should definitely check them out. You guys uh, put up put up episodes Fridays, right? Friday. Uh, we go live on Fridays. We the plan is after we're caught up, putting our episode up on Monday. 
So have the weekend to edit and get it prepared and then put it up on Monday. But right now we're live on Twitch on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then Mondays, Wednesdays and Saturdays, we try to get a video up so that we can get caught up. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. YouTube is a, is a grind for sure, but it's, it's definitely worth it. And we're looking forward to see more YouTube content from you guys as well. Well, guys, uh, thank, thank you, you so much again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank yes. you to all our listeners and to all our patrons. And uh, we will see you on another episode of Ashes to Go.